Hello, welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes and I'm your host. And if you're new to the podcast, the Embrace Your Destiny podcast is all about sharing the stories of women who have been through challenges and obstacles in this journey called life. They're here to share the lessons they've learned from the journey and offer advice to anyone who may be going through something similar in their own life. And Today, my guest is Ashley Rainsbarger, and she is the curvy, happy, healthy life coach and creator of The Daily Jam. And she helps women stop dieting and start using their inner wisdom to create a happy mind and a healthy body. She has a master's degree in English pedagogy and is a certified transformational health and life coaching through the Health Coach Institute. Ashley reveals to her clients the power of self-connection and stretches them to go beyond their conceived physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual limits. She, she believes that every woman is uniquely powerful and has a special gift to share with the world. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much. So Ashley, why don't we start with you sharing the journey that you want to um, share with us today? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, <clears throat> My, my childhood was, was pretty difficult. Um, mostly my story goes back to having, um, alcoholic parents. Um, my dad was a gambler. He was also a cheater. He cheated on my mom a lot. And my mom, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little bit under the weather. And my mom, she drank, um, really to cope with his behavior. Um, and so it was really just, I would never say that I was abused, but I, I was probably neglected um, because they were so caught up in their own drama. And, you know, my mom would drink for three days and then she would be in bed for three days. So I, I really spent a lot of time, you know, taking care of myself. And I want to say that my mom is a wonderful person. And, and later she she sobered up and she ended up divorcing my dad. And, and she did a lot of things that inspired me. Um that, that really showed me that no matter what your circumstances are, you can really overcome them. Um, but I just remember being really young and being on the bus and looking out the window and just thinking, you know, I don't want to have this life. I don't want to be like these people. I want to do more for myself. Um, and at the time, you know, I really just thought, well, the answer was an education. You know, if you want to get out of poverty and addiction, then the best thing for you to do is to get an education because that's what we were taught. Um, but I still grew up really, you know, depressed when I was 16 years old, I attempted suicide. Um, and during that time, you know, neither of my parents came to see me in the psychiatric hospital. My mom was drinking probably to cope with the fact that it had happened. And then my dad was in Las Vegas. Um, and I just decided from that point on that I just had to make things happen myself. If I ever wanted to have a good life, then I really was just going to have to be determined and right. Take control really. Yeah. Take control. Exactly. Um, and just not to let things happen to me anymore. Um, so I graduated high school, which was something that, um, a lot of people in my family didn't do. Um, I did get married at a young age and I had two children, but I still graduated college, which was something that no one in my family had ever done. Um, and what was really important was that I married a good man, a good man that supported me and he supported our kids. We're still married. We've been married for 
13 years. Um, and I never had really the example of what a good man was, um, because my dad struggled so much, um, in his own life. So when I look back now, I kind of think of that as like a miracle because often like the cycle of abuse and addiction and all of that stuff will repeat. Right. Um, I was lucky enough. Yeah. To have the sense to marry somebody really decent. Um, I think that comes from that decision you made to take control of your life. Right. So you weren't, um, living a reactionary life, you know, you weren't just going with the flow anymore. You were being, I guess, more conscious of the decisions you were making so that you were making different choices, which I think when you make those kinds of changes in your life, you, the people you attract tend to be different as well. Exactly. I just decided, you know, what is the opposite situation that I can create for myself? Right. Yeah. And, and from then on, you know, I I had a good life, I had, you know, everything that I wanted that I felt like I didn't have as a, as a child, but I really struggled to like figure out, you know, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? Um, and once I graduated, I ended up working a few corporate jobs. Um, but I still, I just felt really empty. Um, and I did end up pursuing teaching, you know, which was a lot better. I felt like I was doing something that mattered. Um, I felt like I was making a difference. I really loved working with kids, even kids who had behavioral issues. Um, But still it's, it's a broken system and you know, you can only, you only have so much control over your future because you only have so much control over your income. So, and I, I did end up getting my master's, um, ended up getting pregnant again and having another baby. But looking back, I really feel like those were things that I was just doing to sort of fill up the hole. So I was like, I'm feeling empty. Maybe I need to get my master's degree or I'm, I'm still feeling empty. Maybe I need to have another baby. Um, because I, I just kept thinking, you know, how come I, there's gotta be more. Yeah. There's gotta be more. Like there's gotta be like this feeling that I'm missing. Where do I get this feeling? Where does this come from? Or like, what's the point? You know, what do I, Yeah. what am I really here to do? Because it can't be just to be a mother. Although I love my children. Um, I think as mothers, we still feel like there's, there's got to be more to, to what I'm here to do. Um, so I remember thinking I had like a free trial on audible and I was like, well, I need to, maybe I'll download a personal development book. And maybe when I read that book, then I'll find all the answers in there. <laughs> and I ended up reading or listening to You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And just for some reason, it kind of lit a fire under me. And this was only like, you know, a little over a year ago. It just really lit a fire under me and made me feel like I had more control than I was allowing myself to believe I did. Um, and that I could, mm. I could create a future for myself. You know, I could get brave and I could start my own business. And it really had me thinking too about coaching because I had overcome so much in my own life you know, maybe I could coach other people and help them overcome what they were experiencing. Right. Um, so last year while working and getting my master's and raising an infant and taking care of my mom, who was really sick from all those years of drinking and smoking, I was like, well, I'll just throw in a health and life coaching certification. <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> I did that and I ended up starting my own business. Um, and I think for the first time, in my life, I just really feel like at this point that, you know, I have control over like what my future is going to be. You know, I have the control to make more income. I have the control to affect other people's lives. 
Um, and I have a message to spread that I just all these years did not have the confidence to spread. Right. Or have figured out the medium to to spread that message as well, right? Exactly. Like figuring out like a direction. Like I feel like I have a real direction and like it's completely up to me. Yeah. Like how far I want to take that. And and throughout all these years, I really struggled with, you know, I really struggled with coping with my emotions. And I think I used food um, to cope with those emotions. Um, and once I got this certification in health and life coaching, that really brought some light to that because it, through learning how to help other people, I also learned how to help myself. Um, and I, I lost 25 pounds. Um, I'm so much happier. I healed my depression. I'm so much happier and healthier than I ever was before. And so now I use those tools to help other women do the same. Right. Ashley, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned throughout this journey? I think I was always thinking that life was never happening. Life was always happening to me, but it was never happening for me. And it's actually the opposite. Life is always, life is always happening for us. And even like in those really dark times, um, I think those dark times happen for a divine reason. And I think that there's like a beautiful life waiting for all of us, but we have to stop. We have to stop acting like victims and really start acting like warriors. Um, We have to stop letting like the victim mentality control our actions and how we react to the situations that have to happen to us because we can actually use those things and get stronger and create a new reality. Absolutely. And I feel like that's been sort of the driving force behind this podcast really is because I want to share the stories of women who have been through a challenging time in their life because they get to be a living testimony to the fact that these things happen and they're not nice, (laughs) but they happen for a reason because after that experience, you, you take lessons from it. You learn more about yourself through these things and you get to take your life to another level. It may come with its own set of challenges, but, um, it's still better than where you were before. And I think that that's, the beautiful thing about these challenging times is that they're not happening for without reason. There is a reason behind it. And I think that in my experience, those things have been really a a course correction that you were on a particular path and then these things happen and they sort of point you in the direction that you are meant to be headed in. Exactly. I think I spent a lot of time feeling like Um, just feeling like a victim to my childhood and and feeling angry at my parents for not, you know, doing better for me. Um, and, but the truth is, is that they just were trying to do the best that they could or the best that they knew how, because their childhoods were traumatic. And, and I think it, it was really important for me to realize maybe the childhood I had, you know, was, was was intended to be that way for me because if it didn't happen exactly the way that it did, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the person that I am and I wouldn't be able to help other women in the way that I do. Right. Yeah, exactly. So for somebody who's going through something similar where they've had that rough childhood and felt very, I guess, for lack of a better term, abandoned by their parents in some way, shape or form, whether that was a physical abandonment or an emotional one, what advice would you give to them on how to, to cope with that and move forward in a positive direction? I think that when we experience like trauma and when we experience childhood 
you know, difficulties. I think we grow up really feeling like um, we don't have a direction. We don't have a purpose. And that's why life feels so stressful and so overwhelming is because we're not connected to any kind of joy or purpose or passion or like our calling in life. And I just want people to know that your purpose, your only purpose in this life is to spread your message. So your only job is to really figure out what that message is and then build yourself up so you have the confidence to spread it. Um, So it doesn't matter if you're a writer or a speaker or a teacher or a trash truck driver or a Walmart greeter. Um, The thing that you do is not important. The thing that's important is what you have to say. Um, So it's really important that we we take care of ourselves, that we really figure out what it means to love ourselves and why it's so important to love ourselves before we love others, because we can love others more um, when we actually do truly have that relationship with ourselves. And when we really build ourselves up enough, then we can finally have that confidence to go out and tell other people what we've learned and, and tell other people, you know, what our message is, because I feel like that's really our purpose in life. Ashley, what kind of tools did you use to, um, to help build your self-esteem and self-confidence? Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of personal development books. Um, I have invested in myself, um, through the form of, of getting my own coach. Um, and I've also, I'm really a powerful believer in just writing. I know like people think of, of journaling because my, my process is called like the daily jam. So that's journaling affirmations and movement. Um, but the journaling I feel is really, really important because it, it allows us to connect to that inner wisdom. I think that so often we are looking externally for answers and what we don't realize you're always with it. Yeah, everything, yeah. every answer that you need is already inside you, but you have to build that relationship with yourself. And then you have to trust that you do have the answers and journaling intentional journaling allows you to tap into that wisdom wisdom simply by just asking yourself a question. So it's, it's not by, you know, writing about your day or whatever, but it's like, you know, why do I struggle with losing weight? Why do I struggle with keeping a commitment in my relationship? You know, whatever you're struggling with asking yourself questions to get to that deeper answer and then trusting that, you know, the answers. Yeah. That's the thing though. Right. Because I think a lot of times when we have those uh, self doubts that we hear, we get messages, we're getting signs all the time, but we dismiss them because we don't, we haven't figured out how to trust our intuition and that inner guidance. Exactly. That's a huge thing for myself. It was the inner voice that spoke really loudly that guided me to coaching. And um, I think the the reason, one of the main reasons why I paid so much attention to it was because it was so strong. It wasn't a whisper. Like it was enough that I was walking my dog when it happened and it was enough to make me stop (laughs) walking and be like, where did that come from? Because it was so, there was no mistaking it at all. Wow. And, um, and that voice came after probably six months of unsuccessfully hunting for another job. Right. But I had been doing the work. I was journaling, I was meditating. And so I think that's, I think one of the lessons I've learned is that even with meditation, Sometimes you expect that the answer is going to come during that time of meditation, but really it's just focusing 
on the question you're asking during that meditation sometimes. And then the answer is just going to come when it's going to come. And you just have to be willing and open to hear it. Exactly. And it's like that level just of faith in yourself and in, in, in your higher power, whatever that may be. And I think women, women especially really struggle with trusting, you know, ourselves and trusting, you know, whatever process we choose to put ourselves through. Um, and that's why we have such a hard time building that commitment to ourselves because we've let ourselves down over and over and over, um, that we don't trust, even if we do make a commitment and keep that commitment and are consistent with whatever it is we choose to do. Um, we don't actually believe that that will lead to anything better. Um, so it really is a process of, of just sort of experimenting and saying, okay, what will happen if I actually do keep a commitment to myself this time? And will I end up in a better place than, than when I started? Right. Yeah. It's really being able to put your faith in something that you have no control over, which, um, you know, I, I joke when I introduce myself at networking events that I'm a recovering control freak and excuse maker. And so for me, it's been, um, a huge thing to be able to surrender and just put your faith in a higher power and 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 know that it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to not necessarily the way you want it to but the way it's um it's meant to and that's really going to be for your highest good yes because we can do like all the things and we should you know do all the things um but there also like you said has to be that level of surrender and faith and believing that the best outcome that is supposed to happen will happen. Um, I've heard other, I've heard um, one of my favorite spiritual coaches, she says that how the thing happens is none of our business. Um, right. We only have control over, you know, just doing all the things we know to do and trusting that it will happen in the way that it's supposed to. Absolutely. I remember, um, cause I too am, I have a lot of self-help books, personal development books and CDs and DVDs and the whole nine. And um, I have a CD with Louise Hay and she makes the comparison to ordering a meal at a restaurant. And so she said, you know, that's how you have to think about your intentions. I don't know if she used the word intentions, but about your goals and the things you want for your life. She's like, you know, you, you place your order, you get clear about what you want but then you just, you know, continue to do what you need to do and have faith that it's going to come. And she said, you know, it's not like you place an order at a restaurant and then go to the back with the waiter to make sure that he placed the order correctly and go into the kitchen and make sure that it's cooked the way you want it to get cooked. Like you just, you know, you sit and you and you wait and you because you believe that it's going to come as you expect it to. And so she said, you know, much like that. So if you cut, if you order your food and it doesn't come the way that you want it to, it's because you weren't clear about what you wanted. And so it's the same thing with, with life, is that when we set intentions and we are focused on something and we don't get what we want, it's because we haven't painted a clear enough vision of it. Wow. Yeah, I really love that. Um, I always say, I think that, you know, success, I think a lot of people are afraid to try things because they think, you know, well, what if I fail? But I really don't believe that failure happens unless we quit. Right. Um, success is inevitable. Success has no choice but to happen if you keep going, if you keep telling yourself, I'm going to find a way. Um, so it's just a matter of, of you being brave enough to take, you know, that risk on yourself again. Yeah. And um, 
I swear that if people are co- are consistently listening to these episodes, I'm going to sound like a broken record. But I'm, you know, we talk about it's about all about persistence, and I love that chapter from Think and Grow Rich on persistence because it is, I think, probably the most vital element to the success of our of achieving our goals is that we cannot give up because you don't know how long it's going to take for us to achieve these goals. We just have to continue to do the work on a consistent basis and have faith that it will, it will happen. And, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think consistency is key. Like I I know like a lot of people, a lot of women, and especially like creative people, they don't like the idea of discipline or consistency. (laughs) Um, but the truth is, you know, you can't do something for a week and then not see results and then just think, oh, well, it didn't happen. You know, you have to be committed to a process and, yeah. and and you have to do it over and over and over again. And you can do it in your own creative way. But successful people, you know, have daily discipline. Successful people are consistent in the way that they became successful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think consistency is the key because with anything, if you don't do it, it's like building a muscle, right? You go to the gym, you can't go to the gym for two weeks and then not go for six and then ex- and then wonder why you're not getting more definition or more strength. It's because you have to, you have to build that muscle. You have to do that exercise repeatedly to, to get the effects. And I think that it's the same thing with anything is that if you want to become a writer, if you want to write a book, then you have to write consistently, right? You have to create that content on a regular basis. And I think that that's the challenge is the discipline because so many of us, myself included, struggle sometimes with disciplining ourselves, right? To do the things that we we know we need to do in order to get the results that we really want. Yeah, exactly. Ashley, do you have any final thoughts, final words that you want to share with the listeners? I would just say it sounds really cliche, but just, just don't get, don't give up, you know, take, take, if you have to take it moment by moment and do what you need to do in this moment and believe that the next moment will be fine. And, you know, from there, really just build that relationship to yourself, work on, on having a stronger relationship and knowing who you are. And if you can do that, and if you can really, you know, love yourself. And I know that that's cliche term now, but it's, it's just so true. When you love yourself, the rest, it comes easy. The rest comes so much easier. Yeah. It's so important because I feel like that it's the loving yourself is the foundation, right? Because when you love yourself, then you aren't looking for that acceptance from other people Mm -hmm. um you're able to make yourself a priority so that you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of the people in your life that you want to um you know take care of and you're able to set boundaries for yourself which I think is such a huge thing as well is um being able to say no to stuff I think as women, we really struggle with that. But when we have that self-love and we don't feel like we have to constantly worry about pleasing everybody else, then we can say no to the things that don't make sense for us to do and not feel that guilt or end up saying yes and having that resentment. And so, yeah, life flows definitely a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Ashley, thank you so much for sharing your journey and the lessons you've learned and the advice you offered for people who might be struggling with a similar situation. I know that it's all too common to um, to not have that strong family support that we all could really benefit from when we were growing up. But I think, like, as you said, it happens for a reason and allows us to um, really tap into our strength in a way that we wouldn't discover if we'd had it easy the whole way through, right? Yeah, I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you allowing me to come on today. And so for those of you listening in your car or at the gym or on a walk with your dog, you can always come back to the show notes and you'll see Ashley's bio as well as where you can find her on social media and on her website so that you can learn more about her and um, find out what she's up to. So again, thank you so much, Ashley. And for the listeners, we will see you next week.